country. And 94.3, the game is going to get you home with the P-Mac. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3, the game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Boy, Ben, boy. Look at you, Ben. Reminds me of Goodfellas. Yeah. Darlene Love would always go on Letterman and perform this every year. All right, here we go, doing it live on a uh, Tuesday. These noon starts for shows and ball games, a little tough, a little tough. Yeah, I'm not personally not a fan of it myself. Well, you don't, you're not awake till what one? Usually not up till around like an hour before the show yeah. starts. So. Yeah, long day for you. It's Ben Byram over there, boys and girls. Hey Ben, roll the audio. He will coach. Hang on. Uh, it was nice to see Mike Houston and uh, the football team come out and give a little uh, pep deal today. Always a good time. Yeah. Always, always good. Hey, we've got Donnie Kirkpatrick on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow. And tomorrow. then, yeah, tomorrow. Today, Cy Seymour, and we'll talk basketball because ECU won a, a nail-biter today. Wait, then who's tomorrow? Donnie Kirkpatrick. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Cool. I was realized I was mentioning his name, and I thought, oh, no, I need to clarify that's going to be tomorrow. Not today. Not today for the uh, listenership out there. Uh, we do have Cy Seymour a little later on in the show, talking some pirate basketball. We'll hear from Tristan Newton, who was spectacular today. 22 points. and Put then the team uh, on his back. He did. And then uh, Joe Dooley. We also have uh, Chill Phil over there. Good to see you, Chill. Yes, yeah, 68-67. Uh, Pirates finished the non-conference portion of the schedule 9-3. and three. And I said this today on the telecast. You could make a, a, a legit argument that, and I'm not saying they'd be 12-0. I think that's ludicrous, and the law of averages wouldn't allow that. But they could have won each of those three games that they lost. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were up double figures to Liberty and up at halftime and should have played better in the second half and should have at least had a shot to win. Same thing with Davidson. I mean, they were up, should have won that game. Same with Oklahoma. And in Oklahoma, they were one possession down with 22 seconds to go. And Oklahoma made a play. Goldwire made a play, made free throws. So I think you could make the argument that this is a a team that – but – like a game like today, could have very easily lost. Yeah. Um, was it Coppin State where they had the game winner? Yep. Could have easily lost that. It reminds me of the football team. Yeah. There's a lot of games this year where you could have had a losing record or you could have had, what, maybe one or two losses on the season. Yeah. Or you could be 500 or below. Yeah. So the Pirates are 9-3. and three, And I think 10-2 and two would have been a better number, but I think 9-3 and three is a, you know, that's, that's progress. That's about where you need to be. And you've done it without your best basketball player. Uh, I was surprised as many people were there today as there were. 
Yeah, I wonder what that was all about. The noon start or just people showing up? People aren't people working, People showing ben. up in general. I mean, people are ha- people want to watch hoops, Ben. I didn't know if they were going on vacation for the holidays or what it was. You know, Greenville's like a breadbasket now. We get people from all over. I didn't know if they're going back to where they came from. So. What is that saying? Repeat that saying to me. What is that saying? It's a breadbasket, Greenville. It's a melting pot. Who on earth came up? I've never heard that saying before in my life. What, breadbasket? It's a breadbasket? Yeah, that's the, people say that. What are you inferring that people put... Hey, Chill, have you ever heard that? You're kind of a a weird North uh, Midwestern guy. Have you ever heard that? It's a bread basket? Yeah, I've heard Greenfield's a bread basket. Yeah, I believe that. Get off the bed. I don't even I have See, no idea what saying. you're talking about. I've I've never heard that before in my life. We had a guy that worked with us who said beat the brakes off. And I said, What are you talking about? But I've heard that saying since. Beat the brakes off? Yeah, you beat the brakes off. Yeah. Well, I had never heard that to a few years ago. I did live a sheltered and privileged upbringing in Kinston, by the way. Private school educated. Private school and all. education. Yeah. yeah. Private school educated and all. It was a privileged upbringing. Let me tell you. <laughs> but um, so I've never heard that before in my life. Let's put. Basket. Can we put this? Do we? Do, we haven't done a Twitter poll in ages. Okay. All right. Is have you ever heard the saying? I, I don't know how to phrase this because specifically we're talking about Greenville is a breadbasket. What are you trying to say? That there's different bread in the bread basket? It's like a melting pot. Well, that's that's a better thing than a bread basket. I've heard like somebody gets hit in the bread basket. I mean a bread basket. Let me ask hey, you. All this. I'm saying there's a lot there's a lot of bread in the basket, is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no, I see what you're saying. I've never heard that before in my life. But now you're convincing me I'm not sure if it is a thing. It's now. not a thing. <laughs> And then you got Chill over here backing you up. I could have said anything, and he'd be, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounded very confident. He did. I don't know what. You know what I think? He's not even paying the slightest bit of attention is what I think. Well, Chill, why don't you come up with a Twitter poll while you're just sitting there throwing the Nerf football against the wall? Ben, get him on a Twitter poll. Not about the bread basket. All right, so let me read the always anonymous text line. Growing up on the main streets. Of blank and blank. I like where this is going. We used to hear beat the brakes off people all the time. Well, yeah. Absolutely. That is a saying. I I just had never heard it until a few years ago, but it's a thing. A town is a bread basket. I've never heard in my my life. I've never heard that. Look, I like bread. I I I like bread that comes in baskets. I know. Well, who doesn't? Take it for what it is, all right? It'd be good to have like some hot, fresh out of the oven bread in a basket. You're a homemade bread kind of guy. You know, we haven't used that in forever. You know, it's packed away like everything else in my life. That's why I have this goofy jacket I wore today on TV because everything's you, packed away. Did you buy like a specific appliance for it? Yeah, we did. Uh, gotcha. We did. We did. It, it, it makes fantastic bread. Makes fantastic. I couldn't tell you where it is right so now. So good that another radio host had to make bread the next week. Yeah, I noticed that. We were trend setting. So, Ben, do you think there are too many bowl games? Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would say so. Chill, Phil, do you think there are too many bowl games? Maybe bowl that. Games? Maybe that's the the, the he, Twitter. He doesn't bowl. know what's going on. Yeah, too many bowl games. You think there's too many bowl games? I think yeah. he's just reiterating what I said. I think that's what he's saying. If <laughs> I got you, a stunt double. If you had said there's not enough, I think you would have said yeah. What do you think? Do you think there's too many? No, because I like football. Yeah. Let me tell you who doesn't think there's enough bowl games. TV programmers. Yeah. I mean, they'll take all that they they can get. Some of the ratings last week. Independence Bowl 
on ABC did three point two million. Is that good? Yeah. For for football? Yeah. For like a bowl game? Had did you could you tell me who was in the Independence Bowl? No. All right. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, three point two million people could. Because yeah. it was football. The LA Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. ABC also two point nine million. I was about to say that's that's a two something if I ever heard. But one. I mean that's well, I'm not no, no I'm not talking the rating I'm talking viewership two point oh, nine okay, million okay. people watch okay. that. Celebration Bowl two point six million. That was the HBCU thing with South Jackson Carolina State, State lost, and Jackson yeah. State. Yeah, that was also on ABC. Tiger Woods and his kid playing in the golf tournament that John Daly and his kid won. Which by the way. Have there ever been a father and son that look more alike than John Daly and his well, son? John Daly. Uh, that did $2.3 million. Really? Okay. Yeah. UK UNC Hoops on CBS. Now, it was kind of like a 4 o'clock. It was a late-in-the-day window on Saturday. Did one point eight, which is not a bad number for college basketball, especially yeah. for a matchup that kind of got slapped together at the last good. minute. Well, in the game ended up being terrible, yeah. But, you know, those are two name-brand teams. On on Espen, the worldwide leader, they had four NBA games last week. How many people? How many millions of viewers did they average in four NBA games? I would say one. One point seven. Yeah, I can't even name what NBA games are on. ESPN. All right, so there are four games on ESPN, four NBA games with an average of one point seven. The Boca Raton Bowl drew one point six million viewers. So they had 100,000 less than the Correct. NBA games. Which... The New Mexico Bowl that our guy, Rini Angoli, was on Saturday. I did watch that one. One and a half million viewers. Who knew? UTEP. That is why there, there's not too many bowl games. Because there's nothing else you can put on outside of a major college basketball game, which, let's face it, we're at the point in the year where none of those major college programs want to play each other. They're loading up with cupcakes before conference play starts. Absolutely. So you're not going to get that sort of marquee matchup. I mean, is it tonight or tomorrow night that uh, UNC's playing app? I believe I think it's tomorrow. tonight. Is it tonight? I think it's tonight, yeah. Look that up, uh, Chill Phil. UNC basketball. I know we'll have it on our uh, sister station, Groove and Oldies 94.1. But I'm just curious to what uh, – I think that's tomorrow night. That's tonight. Is it tonight? Yep. I mean, that's not Kentucky. That's not a name brand. I mean, they're playing stinky old Appalachian State. A non-factor in basketball because they don't want to play anybody before they play. Uh, yeah. They, don't, they, 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 they want to tune up before they start conference. All the Blue Bloods do it. Oh, they all do. I mean, I just, I'm, not, I'm picking on UNC here because that's fun. But it is true. That is true. Um, did I see... We had a game canceled? Yeah. It was, well, didn't uh, Boston College forfeit a game? Boston College in basketball has forfeit a game with Wake Forest. Boston College is in COVID protocols, resulting in the cancellation. The program is adhering to the outlined protocols within the ACC Medical Advisory Group report, which is available on acc.com. Can't wait to check that out. I will not have a hard time falling asleep tonight, but if I do, I'll just page through that. Probably will put me out after I get to the third paragraph. Or you can just turn the ACC network on and see all the infomercials that pop up. <laughs> wow. The little cars that go in the dark and drive on the wall. Now, the- Ben, as a proud <laughs> employee of the ACC network extra, I can't let you besmirch the good name. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Of, my, of one of my many employers. Hey, 
My my, this is strictly me. These are my thoughts. These are not the P mans. They do yeah. not reflect. Don't the P-mans. cost me. Don't cost me volleyball action. All right, I'm sorry, Byram. Um, following the ACC's 2021-22 COVID-19 game rescheduling policy, the game will be deemed a forfeit. With Boston College receiving a loss in the conference standings and Wake Forest receiving a win, so that's part of the deal. So instead of rescheduling the game, BC is taking the taking the L or the forfeit L. And Wake Forest gets the the dub, the forfeit dub. Wake Forest doing pretty well, aren't they, in basketball? They're they haven't played anybody, Ben. I mean, yeah. They played Virginia Tech. I don't know if they're any good or not, but nah, Tech's, not as, uh, Tech's not as great as they're not as great as you would lead you to believe. Okay, they played one ranked team and lost by double figures. So, mm. so that's the uh, story there. Uh, Pirate women were playing today. I guess that's gone final, so Ben will have an update for you on that coming up in a little bit. Save it for the bottom of the hour. Don't you know, There's no need to no, tell me that. No, no, no. Yeah, save it for the bottom of the hour. Uh, and uh, we'll have some comments from Jordan. Do we have the tickets to the game against uh, yes. Wichita State? Yep. How many we got? We got a bunch? Oh, we got, I mean, we can give as many as we want. Can you go get a family four-pack or send Chill to do it so we can have them in hand? Chill, do you know where the tickets are? They're in a safe. Um, Yeah, they're in a safe. Go go crack this. Do you have the combination to the safe? Yeah, Yeah. he's got it. He's got it. All right. (laughs) They're in a safe, seriously. Um, So he's going to head over and grab four tickets. And since the Pirates are 9-3, and three, let's do a little family four-pack of basketball tickets, shall we? Yeah, I'm down. Now, this is for the game next Wednesday, the 29th, the conference opener. It's at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. It's not at 11 in the morning or this is decent, 6 a.m. or time. 2 in the afternoon. It's it's uh, 7 p.m. tip time. Celebrate a bowl win by going to see your basketball parts. Open conference play. There you go. Synergy. Completing sentences. We've reached that I'm sure stage. they'll pop up at halftime and do a little thing, the football team. I hope if they win, they will, yeah. I mean, if they win, they ought to come out and have the bowl trophy up at halftime. All the more reason to go. Right. By the way, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was told today that ECU is sold out of their allotment of bowl tickets. Wow. Awesome. So if you're going to go to the bowl game, you have to get tickets through either the bowl game itself and you have to get tickets through – you know, maybe, a, I guess, what it would it be, like second party? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm sure like Ticketmaster right. or something like that. Well, not Ticketmaster, but uh, StubHub or Stub something Hub. like that. Secondary yeah. market. That's yeah, what I'm absolutely. I'm looking for. That's what I was searching for. Uh, break our own military bowl record for attendance. Well, I, you can't do that because the stadium's not big enough. Oh, is it not? Yeah, because it was 39,000 at RFK and 33,000, I think, is the capacity at at uh, the stadium in Annapolis. Uh, we went to that bowl. My wife and I just started dating. And uh, uh, my brother went, because my brother knew a lot of people in D.C. He was kind of a politico back then. <laughs> and so he went out all night the night before the bowl game. I mean, like. Had a good time. Oh. I was getting up to go do Talk of the Town that morning at like 5. And he was coming in. <laughs> I mean, this is long before he was married and had he's married and has kids now. So, 
upstanding citizen. Just having a good time. He had a good time, and he had to ride going backwards on the monorail. Oh. (laughs) To the bowl site, and I he turned about eight shades of green. I I thought it was going to be a bad. So we we but that was a it was the coldest I've ever been in my life though. It's a fun time though. We had a good time. Going to bowl games is fun. Now I will say this: going to bowl games and working not as much fun as just going to bowl games. Did you get them chilled? Did you get into the safe? All right, we'll we'll get them. We'll figure it out. Hey, do we have tickets though? Right? Okay. I don't want to. Pro- do. I don't want to no. promise tickets and then chill. Can't find them or we don't have them. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, for, we'll kind of give these away leading up to the game. We, we'll maybe give some away when we go to tiebreakers. Uh, by the way, we're going to have our pregame show at tiebreakers on Monday, 11 a.m., the original tiebreakers. Join us. All right, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. If you're caller 5, you'll be a winner of tickets, 252-561-4263. A family four-pack of tickets to Pirate Basketball next Wednesday. Watch the 9-3 and three Pirates. Take on Wichita State in the AAC opener. You will be a wiener if you're caller five. And Pirates. Later, Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Dr. Philip Goldstein and Dr. Danielle Hofat, the specialists at Carolina Digestive Diseases and Endoscopy Center, want to keep you healthy. These two doctors provide personal consultations and offer treatment and quality care for all your GI needs. Just call the office at 252-758-8181. Appointments are always available within five business days. Hi, this is Dr. Philip Goldstein reminding you that a colonoscopy can save your life. Visit our website, cddgastro.com, and come see us at Carolina Digestive Diseases. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grill Master, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, is back just how you remembered it tailgates with an ice cold pepsi in hand totally back that between play sprint to the fridge for more pepsi is back baby <laughs> i've really missed this anyways consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first courtesy of pepsi that haircut appointment your mom told us you look great so you should probably reschedule seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages it's been so long nope sorry susan not if it's on sunday long story short after the year we've all had we think you can use a little football watching so crack open a pepsi and cheer your football watching face off with love pepsi made for football watching (sighs) that's what i like 
Hi, this is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pig pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. What would you give for a child you loved to make their wish come true? To help them fight a critical illness? Just imagine what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful, and you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood, even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align. Because when we come together, hope and joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. Visit Make-A-Wish at Wish.org. lives right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates 94.3 The Game Hey Merry Christmas to you Thank you girl Ben we had a winner We got Jennifer from Ahasa Hey now there you go. Uh, Eric tweeted at us. Eric, if you'll call, we can uh, we can make that arrangement and get you hooked up. If Eric will call right now. We got a plenty of a ticket, so we'll, we'll take care of our guy, Eric. He needs five. We'll do that. I want people in the arena. It's not a problem, yeah. I want people in the arena next Wednesday. It's a big game. Rumor is the football parts might be there. But they, they win the bowl, I would say they would be there, yes. I think even if they lose it, they'll be there. Well, well, they're not going to lose it. Right. There you go. You ready for a, a pirate report, Ben? Let's hit it. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. may need a new sheet because this uh, sheet's a little crusty. I had to peel it off at the table. A little gross. Uh, Today, it's brought to you by Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies. Farm Bureau Insurance, they believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service, local agents, right here in your backyard. Greenville Pathology, we're part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen. We see you. And by Wilson Roads Heating and Air Conditioning, keeping you comfortable since 1961. All right. Oh, even better. Even better. Eric called in. Okay, good. I've also been told. Uh, all right, very good, very good. I was I was given some. I, I was told that they had sold a good amount of tickets, but there are still tickets available through ECU.com. All right, my mistake. The Double R Express all over that for me. I got bad intel. From one of his colleagues. Uh, the tickets in the, uh, oh, there's still tickets available. So continue to go through ECU.com. They have sold a good amount, though, of bowl tickets. But here's the beautiful part of the bowl ticket situation. If you continue to sell them uh, and you get yours through ECU, that money will go to East Carolina. So that's a good thing. My bad, Double R. I didn't mean to imply they were sold out. They just sold a good amount. Bad intel there. It's what you get for, for the listen. Fake news. Well, this was this was pretty official official, but I may have misinterpreted what he was saying. May have misinterpreted. But there's still tickets available. But they've sold a good amount. They've they've 
sold a great amount of the allotment. It's a upper percentage of it. They're getting there. They're getting there. Yeah, I think they probably will. There's a good chance they will. If you don't hit the website right now, they'll be gone. ECUPirates.com. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Double R. All right, uh, Tristan Newton, big day today. Hit 10 of his first 10 free throws and really made plays down the stretch to give the Pirates the win. This is what the uh, young man from El Paso, Texas, had to say. We had the lead. I just wanted to get ahead and get the best shot we could get. And and then I'm one probably on the minority. I, I you know, we try to we try to depend on our defense. I mean, like I'm not going to foul a lot of time. We're going to try to got to get a stop. And you know, we're going to trust our defense. And I don't know why I would today, but we did. That was Joe Dooley. Who does not sound like Tristan? They, you know, I thought, boy, Tristan. That definitely doesn't sound like. That does Tristan. not sound like a Texas accent to me. All right, well, you guys work out the audio issues, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, congratulations, Eric. Eric was the big winner uh, there, also of our ticket. So we hooked Eric up. Uh, let's run through some of the numbers from today. Pirates, of course, win at sixty-eight, sixty-seven. Uh, ECU did not shoot it well. Uh, but uh, shot it much better in the second half. They were down to 24% in early on in that game. Did not shoot the three well. Pirates did get to the foul line 21 more times than the opponent, and that's a trend that continues to work in ECU's favor. They're getting to the foul line more than the opposition. Uh, the turnovers, Pirates had 9-14 for Southern Miss, although Southern Miss only had four in the second half. They also shot the ball well, shot at 50% for the game. Southern Miss probably played their best game of the season. And uh, the Pirates were still able to prevail and pick out the win. Do we have the Tristan Newton? Uh, all right, here we go. Here's Tristan on making free throws. Uh, well, it shows we could do it. Like, we didn't play well in the first half, and most of the second half, a lot. Uh, first 10 minutes of the second half, we didn't play well. So, uh, two of our three losses, we were up, and we lost the lead. So, since we're down and we can come back, we feel like we could do it. So, we're not going to give up. Uh, it was a tight game, and uh, Tristan Newton said they continued to have belief. Sometimes we just don't move the ball. I probably we got to move the ball. Like me, sometimes I just hold it and shoot a bad shot. So I feel like okay. if you all move the ball well, like at the end of the game and at the beginning of the game, we would move the ball well. When we're up 19-9, we're moving the ball well. So it's really just ball movement. And he was asked about the importance of uh, sort of focusing on the uh, task at hand. Uh, and uh, here's the answer to that question. Uh, it's going to help us a lot, so we can't focus on just one player. If they're denying one player, one player's having a bad game, we can just move on to the next one, and we know we can rely on them, and they'll get us a bucket too. And now to Coach Dooley, who talked about uh, the team's momentum uh, in the game, and it was a game that kind of saw weird swings. The Pirates had a lot of mow early, and then Vance Jackson took a, a shot to the chops, an elbow. It was actually called a flagrant one. Uh, busted him open. He was bleeding a little bit. And then uh, took him a little while to get back on track. It seemed like once he got back on track and Newton decided, I'm just going to put this whole thing on my shoulders and take us to the winner's circle, uh, that's when things really reversed. So this is uh, Joe Dooley talking about the game and the ebbs and flows and the momentum. I thought early we really moved it. First play, catch, layup, and then we started holding it, which allowed the defense to, to load up. And it, we didn't get the ball from side to side. I thought the other thing is once we, we passed the ball, we didn't we didn't move. And uh, credit Southern Miss, they pressured more than they had. I thought they were good defensively. I thought their ball screen defense was pretty good. Now at the end, we were able to get downhill a little bit more. 
Um, you know, Tristan made some plays. JJ made a big play, obviously, and but we, we need to get the ball. Same thing that happened against us against Liberty. We got the ball stuck too much. All right, and this is uh, Coach Dooley on the uh, team's shooting, or lack thereof at times in the games, although they did shoot the ball really well in the second half. We had a lot of shots at the rim that we missed. I mean, uh, you know, we had a couple of them early from our big guys, and we had a couple to begin the second half, and I think those are shots that are quite demoralizing. I mean, they're easy. They should be relatively easy shots, and when you miss them, I think it frustrates not only the player, it sort of frustrates the bench, but we've got to finish. You know, we've Our stats in the restricted circle and in the paint the last three or four games haven't been very good. We need to finish at the rim to, to maximize our offense. And uh, this is uh, Dooley's thoughts on Southern Miss. You know, I think the big thing is learning how to win isn't easy. I mean, it's, you know, they're thinking the same thing. They probably read the game notes too, thinking they've won 11, you know, they've won 11 straight in the series, and this would be a great way to go to Christmas. And uh, they played, like I said, they played really well. They played with a lot of energy, but they've been playing better. Uh, you know, Stevenson and and uh, and uh, Moore are, are high-level guys. I mean, they're high-level players. I mean, Stevenson, when he was in the portal, was attracting all the entire SEC, and Moore is a bouncy, athletic guy. So they've got some pieces, um, but we, we've got, you know, we we. Despite not playing great, we figured a way to win, which is good news. This is uh, Coach asked about Winston Tabs and kind of an update on his status. Yeah, I mean it's it, it you know it's one of those things. that's unfortunate for Winston, it's unfortunate for us. It's in his best long-term interest, and that's what the doctors and Winston and his family decide. Not we're in total agreement. I mean, but you know when you look at it, you know Tristan and Brandon had played some minutes, but he's a guy that you also look at that had a proven track record at a high level. I mean, you're looking at 14 a game in the ACC and you're figuring that would be a nice addition, but then it doesn't happen. So what you do is you adjust. I mean, RJ will keep getting better. I think Javon Small is going to be a good player. Uh, Tremont's had some really good moments, so those guys are going to have to pick up the slack because we don't have them. So uh, one good thing about it is you're not having to reorganize your team midway through the season. I mean, if some guys get hurt during the season, sometimes it's harder than if you lose guys early in the year. So I guess what he's saying there is, and the person we had go to this, I guess, left no word of this, which is unfortunate, because uh, that's pretty big news. That sounds to me like Winston Tabs is not going to be able to get back this year. That would have been a breaking news, tweet-worthy type one of deal. Would, one yeah. would think. Yeah. One would think. Gosh. All right. Uh, start start complimenting the team, and then things fall <laughs> apart. It's like the Pirates when they have a lead. They can't play with prosperity. That's Absolutely. That's what it is. Uh, Dooley on uh, shares thoughts on playing other teams. Is that what does that mean? Like for the conference ahead? Well, let's all listen and find out together. You know, we looked at two opportunities. I mean, you have double figure leads in, in the half. You know, against Liberty, and you have the same thing against Davidson. Now, both really good teams, but those are games we have to figure out how to how to win. Have an opportunity against Oklahoma. I mean that. I would like to sit here and say, you know, hopefully say we were 12 or no, we're not, but we're like everybody else, but it's you know, not to settle. Let's not be average. And then uh, I think we heard this already, but this is Coach talking about the defense. You know, Joe Dooley's philosophy is to kind of let, rely on the defense at the end, not uh, not allow the other team to kind of likes to hold that timeout, let the other team kind of play, let his team play through things. He'll do it offensively so the other team won't set their defense. He'll also do it because he feels good about where his guys are defensively and solid and knowing their assignments. And look at me, if they got a D up for a possession, we saw it. They, they were, did it at some effectiveness today. They did it to some effectiveness as well. Um, 
at other games this season. So this is uh, Joe Dooley on the importance of a strong uh, defense and playing defense at a high level. We had the lead. I just wanted to get ahead and get the best shot we could get. And and then I'm one probably on the minority. I, I you know we try to we try to depend on our defense. I mean, like I'm not going to foul a lot of time. We're going to try to got to get a stop. And you know we're going to trust our defense. And I don't know why I would today, but we did. All right, Cy Seymour will be with us in just a little bit to talk more about this. Right now, uh, break. Uh, but before we go there, here is uh, Ben. Uh, with some breaking news, Panthers have had some guys go on the uh, season-ending IR. There's other uh, news going on. And probably one of the most aesthetically displeasing, visually unpleasing games is being played. Not so much the quality of play, but the fact that you have Kent State in all gold, all yellow gold, playing Wyoming in a brown jersey with gold pants on a blue field in Idaho. The doo-doo brown, as I like to call it. I mean, that's some rough-looking stuff. The colors on that TV are going berserko. Uh, here's Ben with uh, an update. Uh, just had a score in that game. Uh, pirate action, everything. Ben's got it covered for you right now. Thanks, Patrick. We start with a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. ECU survived in a tough one at home to Southern Miss as they defeated the Golden Eagles 68-67 to remain undefeated at home. Pirate guard Tristan Newton carried the team on his back as he scored 22 points along with six assists and four rebounds. Head coach Joe Dooley talked about today's game. We had the lead. I just wanted to get ahead and get the best shot we could get. And, and then I'm one probably on the minority. I, I you know, we try to we try to depend on our defense. You know, like I'm not going to foul a lot of times. We're going to try to got to get a stop. And, you know, we're going to trust our defense. And I don't know why I would today, but we did. Pirate basketball was the only show in Midgies today as the women's team played host to Maryland Eastern Shore, and they won pretty convincingly as they won 85-57, to just wrapping up moments ago. Moving on, we got some bowl action underway. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl as Kent State takes on Wyoming, and Wyoming leads 28-24 with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Elsewhere in college football, the transfer portal continues to run rampant as former Ohio State quarterback Jack Miller has transferred to Florida. Former LSU All-American cornerback Eli Ricks will transfer to Alabama, and Georgia Tech running back Jameer Gibbs will also transfer to Bama. From the NFL, the Carolina Panthers have replaced cornerback A.J. Bouye on IR. They've since claimed Azir Kamara to take his spot on the roster. We have two games underway at once tonight. It all kicks off at 7 as Washington with Garrett Gilbert in at quarterback will take on the Eagles and the Seahawks will battle the Rams. Von Miller has been activated off the COVID list for the Rams. Meanwhile, Kansas City continues to have COVID issues as Tyreek Hill will join Travis Kelsey on the reserve list. From the MLB, the New York Mets hire Buck Showalter as their new GM. And the NHL will pause their season tomorrow due to surging COVID cases. Games are expected to resume after Christmas break. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barb, now back to Patrick Johnson. Did you say GM or you mean manager? Manager is what I meant. I'm sorry. I was going to say, did they give him a... I got a retraction. There's plenty of them today, apparently. Uh, what do you think of that as a Mets fan? I, I like it. I, I think we need a guy like that as, as a manager. A lot of we we've tried the young guy experiment, the the locker room I, player know, friendly experiment. I don't hasn't mind worked. it. I don't mind it. I think that that's a great hire for the Mets. To be honest with you, I don't like player friendly coaches. Wow, 
All right, there he is, Ben Byram. Hot taking him. I uh, see more when we return uh, as we'll uh, look ahead to Wichita State. Stay tuned. Online or on the go, Love it. log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to our top rated programs throughout the day. You need to tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Yeah, it's going to change. I promise you. As I stand here, it will change. Okay, and when it does, that stadium is going to be rocking, and heaven help whoever walks in there to play us. Pirate fans, this is head football coach Mike Houston. The Pirates are headed back to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. We want you to share this experience with us. Join us on December the 27th as we take on Boston College in the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Maryland. Get your tickets today at ecupirates.com. Go Pirates. And I can promise you, there will be no quarter, ever. Radio gets results. It is our radio thon for Operation Santa Claus. The money is coming in. The toys are coming in. Man, this is fun, isn't it? Interbanks Media has proven time and time again that we are here for our community. Gentlemen backed a truck up and had a truckload of toys in the back. I've already seen the generosity in this community, and it just makes my day to know that we have this support. We care about Eastern North Carolina because it's our home, too. Coach Joe Dooley, Jerry Jones, the mayor of Moorhead City, Mayor P.J. Conley, Curtis Strange, Coach Mike Houston is here, everybody. Right. When you need results, you need the power of local radio. $150 donation. $250. dollars $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $
Cy Seymour was uh, with me on the ESPN Plus call. And, of course, you heard the game right here on 94.3, the game in 107.9 WNCT, the flagship stations of the ECU Pirates. Uh, Cy, you're not done with me yet. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm still bugging you, even a couple hours after the game. Well, you know, you and I, it, it, was a, it was a fight all day long, and it's good to talk to you about it, even though we just finished. It, it was, you as well as I, and it, it was a struggle today against a really tough, who did a great job, Southern Miss team. They played really well. So, Tristan Newton today just kind of put the team on his back and, and carried him to the winner's circle, I thought. What what do you uh, what'd you make of his performance? Well, I think I think you're right. I think Tristan said, uh, in fact, I whispered to him, thanks for carrying us. I mean, you know, he had 35 minutes, one thing to do, and then it goes to the line, like I say, he's all around the level from the line, uh, and hit some really clutch physical shots in the paint. Just a tremendous job by Tristan, uh, to carry us when we need him to do it. And, and, and listen, you got it. Brandon Sucks came back in that second half and played the way he has to play for ECU to be successful. Yeah, he finished with 11 points. Uh, great stat line for Newton today, 22, four rebounds, six assists. Vance Jackson got bopped in the face, got off to a really good start. Took him a while to get back on track, but he did, and he ends up with 15 and seven rebounds. So, you know, I, I think it's going to take three, maybe four guys today. You got eight from J.J. Miles. The other day you got eight from Frank. I, I think you're going to have to have some scoring from kind of uh, all over the place. And the good news is there's some guys capable of putting up some numbers on offense on this team. So, But, but I, I think you're going to need at least three and double figures, one at that eight to ten mark to give you four in order to win games in the American. Uh do you agree with that? Oh, I think you're right. And I, I, the, the stat line that's disturbing for me is that, and, and you won, is they doubled you in three-point uh, yeah. buckets. Yeah. You had four if you're East Carolina. They had eight. Uh, and when you overcome a 12-point deficit from the three ball, that's very hard to do. You, you really, in, in, in the last game that they played prior to this against Liberty, they had five. The three ball is so important. When you look back and you don't hit them, uh, it, it really kills you. And ECU struggled with it again today. Uh, I mean, you're, you, you know, when you look up and you're four of 16, Jackson had half of them. And uh, that's very, very difficult if you're East Carolina. you got to get more. Uh, you got to have people hitting the three ball. We could talk about offense a lot. Uh, I thought – the second half when they were able to slow down Southern Miss and not make them downhill drivers and get them in the half court, ECU, probably from about the 10-minute mark on in the second half, it, to me, seemed to ratchet up the defense. And that's where this team's really going to have to make some some hay. Look, the two things that travel, as you know, Cy, are, are defense and rebounding. And if you can do that, you're going to be in a, a, have a chance to win some games. That, well, that's, you have to rebound, and you have to uh, you you can't turn it over. You got to protect it. ECU only had eight turnovers as compared to fourteen by Southern Miss. And if you look back at that game, I guarantee their coaching staff is saying we had too many unforced turnovers. I'm talking about Southern Miss, and you remember early they were really struggling uh, with just you know uh, turnovers that you didn't need to make. I mean, unforced live ball turnovers, 
uh, and it, and really it comes back. ECU only had uh, ECU had nine, but I'm just simply saying fourteen and five. That's a ma- you know that's a five difference. That's that's a major difference right. in the ball game. But but you're right. The rebounding ECU has got to control, and they won it today, thirty four thirty two. They also uh, won points in the paint barely against a long and tall Southern. I mean, they're six ten, six eight in there, and they're long and they're athletic. So you get the win inside, but I think what you're saying is right. Defensively, uh, I thought ECU uh, went under some screens in the second half, did not hedge as hard, and got some things done. Uh, they were struggling getting back if they hedged too high because they're supposed to have help in there, and the help was going out to guard the three too early, the three-man too early, the three-point shooter. And, and so it was wide open in there, and they got some buckets on like that. But ECU settled on in and really defended, like you said, in the last 10 minutes they played much better basketball. ESPN plus college basketball analyst Cy Seymour is uh, with us here. Patrick Johnson show East Carolina wins a noon tip today against Southern Miss. The uh, Golden Eagles probably were on the ground and in Greenville less than 24 hours and uh, already headed out. I was talking to some of their folks before the game. They've got kids taking flights home uh, for Christmas out of Raleigh. Of course, the team's going back to Hattiesburg where uh, I think the core group of guys are going to maybe spend time around there and you got kids that are, are nearby in Louisiana and Mississippi. Pirates, same thing. They're going to take a break for a few days uh, and then uh, resume uh, activities uh, to get ready for the conference opener a week from tomorrow against uh, Wichita State here in Greenville. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, side nine and three, you know, and, and, and you and I talked about it on the broadcast today. You can make a case that they had an opportunity to win each of those three games they lost. Not saying they'd be twelve and zero at this point, but you know you could be a game or two better than you are. Uh, and then we've seen them win some close games. They certainly could have a, a record that is not as as sterling as nine and three. Is this about where you thought number wise they would be when you when you lay out and you look at the season ahead going oh. to the conference? Yeah, I think about that's about where they could be. You know, I was hoping that they that ECU could maybe slip on up on a Liberty Ball Club or. Even even uh, even Davidson, but you know, and and the truth is, you're there. I mean, you know, a minute minute ago, it's they're all close games, and you just can't get there. You know, it looked like a, a big win by by Liberty, but they hit two big threes down the stretch. Their point guard to to win that basketball game. ECU was right in it, and ECU took a, a, some shots that they were ill advised. Uh, during the ball game, but truthfully, uh, nine and three is a good record, and you're getting ready to get into. And, and and think about who you know the games we're playing; those teams are all you know in in, in really good RPI form. I mean, when you look at a Davidson and you look at a Oklahoma, and, and, and you look at uh, Liberty, those teams are all in a, in a good position, and you played tough with them. You just didn't get through them, and that that's what bothers Joe Dooley, I'm sure. So we were looking at it before the game. Uh, Ken Palm had ECU. They were 161 coming in. Let me see where they went with this win because Ken Palm, one of the things about that is they kind of update as they go along uh, in the season. So I'm going to have to scramble yeah. here and find out kind of where they, they moved up. I can't imagine the Pirates moved up that way. Uh, sure. Well, actually, they moved back to 172. 
So that's okay. They moved him down. Yeah, that's kind well, of that could change with somebody else losing. Yeah, too. I mean yeah. That, that's how quick. But you know, you my, can move back up. My my point is that RPI is in the upper fifty percent for for Joe Dooley, right. and, and when he got on campus, never mind the APR issues. This was not a top two hundred RPI team, two fifty RPI team. Yeah, this this team was rated below the two fifty area, and you had uh, RPI. Uh, you had the uh, you know issues with APR. And Joe comes in, he's moved them from, you know, close to 300 probably. Now you're down to 170 and in the, in the 50th percentile of, of all the teams in the country, which is really high. Uh, you know, th- that's a big deal. I, I think that's a really big deal for ECU. And when you look at the quality of opponents he's played and won, uh, he's done a really good job in the preseason but this league is unforgiving. This is a top league that you don't play teams that aren't in the uh, 160 or below. Everybody you right. play is playing top-notch basketball. This is fluid, uh, as Ken Palm is, especially as things start to hash out in conference play. But the only opponent with a weaker Ken Palm net ranking than the Pirates right now is South Florida. And they're in the okay. they're in the 230s. Everybody else right now as we sit here talking, is ranked ahead of ECU, you know, in Ken Palm. And so, yeah. in other words, that, and, and you know, it's kind of like your RP. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, point is, it's a tough – there are no off nights coming on here in the next few weeks. Well, and, and, and not to take away anything from football, but most of the opponents that ECU plays in football are not in the top 50th percentile. They're below that. In other words, there are 130 teams – most of the teams that you'll play in our league are are 65 or below in football, and that's just the way it is. And don't get me wrong, there's still great wins when you beat a two and eight Navy, uh, two and ten, whatever Navy was on the road. That's a big win, even though they might be 82nd out of 130 teams. Uh, Cy Seymour with us. Cy, who's impressed you so far? I mean, obviously Tristan Newton's been phenomenal. The 22 points today. Who else have you been impressed with? And then, you know, who's going to have to show up big in uh, – you mentioned Suggs. Who else will have to show up big uh, as the Pirates in a little over a week begin conference play? Well, I, I, first of all, I think you have to continue and you got you have to like what your freshmen have been doing. At the end of the game, I thought Johnson played a really – Brandon Johnson played well. I think Felton's helping you. And they're just freshmen. Uh, your bigs have got to step up. Vance Jackson's playing well. I mean, he's shooting it well. He's going to be a thorn in somebody's side, I can tell you. Frank's playing well, but he's better than he's playing. He's going to be really good. And Luke has to pick it up a step. Those guys have to help help you. Suggs has got to be more consistent. And Tremont, has got, he's got to take the open three and hit some. He's a good enough player. He needs to do that. But uh, Tristan Newton just needs to be Tristan Newton. He's playing really well. Uh, and everybody on the defensive end has got to really be ready every night out in, in this league. It's just that good of a league. You've got to play hard every night out. And uh, Wichita State coming up. Really didn't get to see Wichita State last year in the COVID year. They've obviously moved on from Greg Marshall last year. They had a tumultuous offseason the year prior. And uh, here they are uh, the next oh, – what a way to open conference. Granted, it's at home. And, look, I – you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, we'll repeat this a lot because we're going to be on the air because of the bowl game a lot over the next uh, few days where normally you'd be kind of taking time off this time of year. But 
Uh, it is really, really important to have a good crowd on uh, Wednesday, the 29th, against uh, a, a team that's used to going into to hostile environments and uh, and having success. So you got to have some energy as Wichita State comes in and the conference opens. Well, there's no doubt about it. When, you, when they come to town, uh, first of all, their coaching staff has done a tremendous job. But when you, when you look at that lineup, I'm telling you right now, uh, at the end, Tyson at the end is averaging about 14.8 a game. He's 6'2", and he can really play. Dexter Dennis was one of the top kids picked. Uh, he's about 6'6", six, six, can really go. Ricky Council from Durham. Yeah, uh, it's it's six six can really go. He's from Southern Durham. Uh, the big guys inside Udaisy at six eight, Photo at six nine, no six eleven. Those kids are, are players. These are really solid basketball players, and you better bring your A game. And and the coaching staff has not skipped a beat. And, and, and like I say, people don't understand. Houston goes to the Final Four last year, but the team that won the conference. The American Conference was Wichita State. Yeah, uh, they are they are a solid basketball program, well coached, and you will be missing out if you don't go watch them play. They are a treat to watch. They hold teams in the three point shot to about twenty eight percent. They're very tough, uh, so you better bring it when you when you play that team, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Great to uh, see you again today, Cy. Always great to work with you. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And uh, a very bright and happy and joyous holiday season to everybody. Right back at you, Patrick. And I'm enjoying every minute of you. You do a great job on there, play by play. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And I, I, let's hope we can get some wins at the Americans because it's such a good league. So Joe Dooley confirming a little earlier today, Winston Tabs is apparently out for the season. We'll have to have uh, another knee surgery, and uh, we'll have more on this throughout. Appreciate Cy Seymour coming on. Uh, We'll also uh, tomorrow have Donnie Kirkpatrick on, ECU offensive coordinator. Pirates will be taking on Boston College on Monday, 2.30. We'll be on the air, 94.3 the game at 11 a.m. with our... Pirate Game Day Countdown, fueled by Bush Light. Big thanks today to uh, Ben Byram. Also, uh, big thanks to Chill Phil for his help uh, today behind the scenes as well. Uh, We'll be back uh, tomorrow, as we mentioned. Donnie Kay, Donnie Kirkpatrick will be our special guest. Uh, Pirate basketball with a big win today, 9-3 going into conference play. We'll see how things uh, fare in the American over the next 18 games. And uh, the Pirates uh, with a gutsy win today over uh, Southern Miss. All right, back tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. See you in the morning for Talk of the Town on 1037 WTIB. And tomorrow afternoon here, 5 o'clock, Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks a bunch. We'll catch up with you later on. Have a great evening. See you tomorrow.
Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington, to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756 8300. At Union Bank, we understand you live life on the go. That's why our banking options are designed to serve you wherever you are. Meet with us in person at one of our local branches, complete banking tasks on the go from the mobile app, or bank from your office with convenient remote deposit and cash management services. Whether you're managing a busy schedule or an entire business, we're right there with you with helpful tools. Call or visit us online at unionbanknc.com. At Union Bank, we're everywhere you need us to be. Union Bank, member FDIC an equal housing lender. It's the holidays. What will you cook for your family this year to make your meal special? If you want the best, you need to make the short drive to Acre Station. Acre Station is where you'll find the freshest quality meats for your